Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Penn Athletics Podcast. My name is Kevin Bonner, proud to serve as your host, and today we are joined by Kat Hammer. Kat is our full-time sports dietitian. Kat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak on all things nutrition at Penn. So a little bit about Kat. She's in her fourth year at Penn and her second in a full-time role, uh, working with all 33 teams and nearly 1,000 student-athletes. Uh, she's the owner of Hammer Fuel Sports Nutrition and has worked in professional baseball. Kat was an all-region and all-conference softball player at Westchester and earned her master's degree from the University of Tampa. So looking forward to learn a little bit more about you and what you do for our, our many student-athletes here. Yeah, same here. So for someone who's unfamiliar with your role, um, what what does the head sports dietitian within Penn Athletics do on a daily basis? Yeah, so it's going to encompass quite a few things. Um, just want to like preface the way we do things in the Ivy League is going to be drastically different than something like a Power 5 school. But one of the unique things that we can do here at Penn is focus a ton of time on team talks and individual meetings. So that includes things like education and counseling, which personally I think are the most impactful things for student-athletes, not only when they're student-athletes, but then also in the long term, um, being able to develop as humans uh, gravitating towards optimal health and like health seeking behaviors so um, like I kind of just mentioned I spent a lot of time in individual meetings small group meetings doing team talks for specific teams so um, I could work with men's soccer who this week has uh, a game on Friday night and on Wednesday I come in and talk about pre-game fueling strategies or I can work with um, in the fall semester, uh, gymnastics, who is in preseason, um, and they're really trying to figure out how do we just get our bodies ready for the next couple of months. So that talk is going to look drastically different. Um, so it could really be anything a team has, you know, nutrition interest or concerns over, um, which really is a great way to individualize kind of what I'm doing for specific teams. In addition to doing individual meetings, team talks, educations, I'm also advising um, teams and really like the coaching staff on what products they can be offering their athletes. So either products that they're supplying in the locker rooms or team rooms or when they're on the road traveling where they can be ordering catering from how they should be structuring the meals that they're ordering. So there's going to be a really big difference if um, we're having plenty of carbohydrate sources versus only having like a small amount and then really just focusing on like fruits and vegetables, which is great, but aren't the most beneficial forms of energy while you're on the road traveling, preparing for a uh, game or competition. So um, advising on certain things is a large part of what I do. Um, I also do body composition testing. We're lucky enough at Penn to have a machine called a bod pod. Um, so it's a really significant uh, piece of equipment. Not every school in Division One has one. Um, so it measures body composition and can give us some helpful data, mainly used for tracking trends over time. Um, and this, this piece of machine is really used on a selective basis, meaning our weight-dependent sports like wrestling and lightweight rowing are two teams that use it quite a bit. Um, it is really helpful in having an idea of what body composition looks like as you're trying to cut weight for your sport. So it's really important to use for those athletes. Um, so those are the main things that I'm doing here at Penn. Uh, I know that's a lot, but um, it's a great variety in my opinion. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. And if you do the quick math, I'm no, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but there's one of you and there's 33 sports and a thousand student athletes. 
Um, you know, I can't imagine the volume of requests and meetings. Like, what kind of data do you have in terms of number of consults and, and meetings and that type of thing? Yeah, so I wish that there was a way that I could meet with every single athlete to just kind of gauge how they're doing, know, give them an idea that I am their support, I'm their go-to person, all of those things. Um, that's just not feasible. But um, last fall, I was meeting with just under uh, 200. I was doing 200, uh, under 200 appointments. Um, those would be just individual or follow-up appointments. So those do not include bod pods or the body composition testing, which was another a hundred appointments. And then as far as like team talks, that's like totally different in itself as well, or going to team practices, games. So it really adds up. So like, if we're just looking at specific appointments, it's, I mean, it's, it's over like 300 a semester. So it's, it's quite a bit. Yes. Sounds like it. Um, what are some of the general strategies you share with our student athletes in this, in this area? So I, I love this question because I think a lot of times like when this question is asked, they think that I'm going to give this like crazy, like really thought out answer. But the most important thing that I want to educate athletes on and the most common thing I'm seeing, so the most important thing is getting enough total calories. And the most common thing I'm seeing is athletes not getting enough total calories. So when you have an athlete who has a really, really high energy expenditure because of their super high activity level, the amount of calories that they require is like very, very significant. I have an athlete I'm working with right now who requires like 5,100 calories a day. So um, to be able to educate them on one, what a calorie is, the forms of calories that we can get, and then how do we put this into a one day, what I call fueling schedule. So the food that we need to be consuming throughout the day and helping them with like the timing of that too, because we don't want them to just get get them all in at dinner. That's almost impossible to begin with. So um, helping them to try to structure it throughout the course of the day. So the athletes that I work with know that I say this probably multiple times in a meeting, but number one, most important thing is getting in enough total calories. That is a great story. I love it. Um, last year, we made a huge step as a department in offering chocolate milk to our student athletes after lifts. Um, how do you think that was received? What kind of impact did that have on our, our student athletes and our teams? This was huge. I think the two most excited people about this were probably myself and Alana. I think the athletes were probably, you know, small steps behind, but I think, um, one of the things that I've tried to focus on is educating them on why we have this product. So it's not a straight up protein shake. Um, it is a, a, a chocolate milk that has both protein and carbohydrates in there, um, and which are both necessary for post uh, practice recovery refueling strategies. Um, so I think once we were able to, you know, offer it and then for me to try to explain as best as possible why we're offering it to them, then they kind of viewed it a little bit differently. So no, it's not a full meal after they lift, but the fact that they're getting like a free food item, essentially, that's helping with the uh, recovery process is is really huge. So I'm so ecstatic that we were able to do this. And, you know, hopefully this kind of takes off in a direction where we're able to add more and more onto this. So we're able to add more food overall to the student athletes. Yeah, that's been a great program. And speaking of great things coming up in the future, um, you know, I think the future in this space is so bright. Uh, we're currently fundraising 
We're a fueling station for student athletes set to open about 15, 18 months, thanks to some amazing support from the donor community and certainly the vision from, uh, as you mentioned, our AD, Alana Shanahan. Um, what do the plans look like for this exciting project? Yeah, this is going to be huge. Again, I'm probably one of the most excited people about this project. Um, in at, or at Power 5 Division One schools, a lot of schools are doing something similar already. But in the Ivy League, there's no school that has anything even remotely close to what we're about to do. So this is going to be a huge differentiator for us in the Ivy League. And this is a project that like didn't just come up overnight. Um, the dietitian who was at Penn before me and put a lot of time and effort into the things that she did at Penn, her name was Jill Joseph. Um, and she really was the one who started the ideas for all of this and put together a lot of things before I even got to Penn and got um, the ability to work on this project. But um, we're going to be able to offer three food items per day to each student athlete. And these items were chose with a specific purpose. Um, they're going to be able to choose one item that's considered a protein option, one item that's considered a carbohydrate option, and then we're going to have what's called like a mixed fuel option. So the goal of providing these things is not just to give them food, but it's to provide immediate pre-workout or immediate post-workout fuel. So where the fueling station is going to be located is kind of like in the middle of where our athletic facilities are and it's really close to the weight room as well so it should be a really easy location for our athletes to stop by right before practice or stop at right after practice maybe on the way to class or even to the dining hall because again this is supposed to be immediate pre-workout or pre-workout or post-workout so um this is going to be super helpful for the athletes. And not only is it going to be a great opportunity to provide student athletes with uh, fuel, but also it's going to be a space where they can come in and intermingle and hang out, um, just creating more of a culture around Penn athletics and just, you know, all the things nutrition. So um, I'm really pumped about this space. Yeah, it's going to be a total game changer uh, for all of our student athletes and our teams. Where do you think the the fueling station can evolve to, you know, maybe not on day one, but you know, in the, in the years down the line. Yeah. So there's definitely with the, with the current goals and plans for the fueling station, we created it in a way that it can progress over time. So it's not just going to be launched as is, but a couple years down the line, we can progress what we are doing there. So the number one thing that I would like to add on to the three options that we're already providing is giving them like a protein smoothie, protein shake type of thing, more so like a protein smoothie. Even when I'm in individual meetings with athletes, I love recommending smoothies when they are um, intentionally balanced is what I call it. So meaning like we're having a protein source in there, something like protein powder or Greek yogurt. We're having a carbohydrate source, something like fruit or oats, something along those lines. We're having a fat source, maybe like chia seeds or flax seeds or peanut butter, almond butter. And then we're putting in some type of liquid that serves a purpose. So maybe we're putting whole milk in some of the shakes that we want to be higher calorie. So when you're putting all of those ingredients in a shake, like I, I wouldn't recommend the athletes using it as a meal replacement necessarily, but you can make it enough calories that if it had to be, it could count towards those things because it has enough of the fuel that we need. So that would be huge if we were able to progress to that or something along the lines of like a breakfast bar type of thing where we were able to offer bagels and hard boiled eggs, something, you know, kind of similar foods to like a hotel breakfast, but make it more intentional 
for student athletes. So there's definitely things that we can do with this space as we progress for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see, you know, in the near future and the long-term future of the space, it's going to be really cool. Um, you talked about this a little in an earlier question, but what's the biggest challenge our students face in, in terms of nutrition? Time. <laughs> time, I think time in general and time management. So a huge thing that I hear is that they don't have time to eat. And if we're trying to rank things in order of like most importance, um, sleep would be number one. And I strongly feel that nutrition is number two. Um, if we're not putting enough or the right things into our body, like we really can't have our bodies perform or even function optimally. Um, so it's really important that we're working with the athletes. I'm working with the athletes on figuring out where they can fit meals and snacks in, um, really helping them with time management and just kind of understanding like when they're on the way to from class to practice, they either need to be packing something or they need to have an option that they can stop by, like a place that they can stop by really quick to grab something because um, they should not be going into practice without eating for multiple hours or maybe not eating at all. So so we talked about chocolate milk and the fueling station, but in what other ways have we improved as a department um, from a nutrition standpoint over the past couple of years you've been here? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is is attributing some of the success of the nutrition department to overall sports performance. I think we really do such a good job. Um, myself with the athletic trainers and with the strength coaches collaborating on certain cases. So like if an athlete is really struggling with their eating, if they're really just for some reason not making gains in the weight room or they're injured or chronically injured, things like that, making sure the three of us are all on the same page, the three areas are all on the same page to give the best and highest level of care to that athlete. Um, so I think collaboration between the department has been really, really big over time. Um, and I think also creating visibility to the student athletes. So one thing that I'm doing this year and I'm super pumped about it is I'm taking one day out of the week and I'm not even taking appointments. I'm gonna go to practices, games, um, lifts and just be a presence there, be around for athletes to ask questions after practice. Um, one kind of like experiment I just did the other day. Um, so we talked earlier about how many appointments I'm doing per semester. And I said about how I would love to be able to meet with as many athletes as possible. Um, most of my appointments are 30 or 45 minutes. So that really limits how many athletes I can see a day or see a week. So the other day I went to um, one of the football preseason practices and I stayed around throughout like the last half of practice. And within 45 minutes, I was able to speak to seven athletes. So if I'm doing stuff like that, going out to practices and I don't have to do a full meeting with them, but just being a resource for them, that's so many more athletes that I can talk to and hopefully impact over the course of a semester, over the course of a year. So. Super cool. Um, so last couple questions. Um, how has the nutrition space changed nationally over the past decade or so? Yeah, so sports nutrition in college sports has changed a ton. So um, a little more than a decade ago, there was a rule that you can only offer certain foods to athletes. So you can only offer like uh, really kind of basic items. And then they had what was called like a deregulation of food where now you can offer a ton more really any, any type of food to athletes um, over the course of a day within certain parameters but like 
some really big division one schools are doing what's called a training table. And so it's pretty much an athlete only dining hall. Um, so they're provided to, they're supposed to be provided one meal a day. Um, and it's a really well composed meal. It's not just like a throw together type of thing. It's, it's a full meal. Um, and then other schools are doing similar things. So just the, um, presence of nutrition in college sports, the addition of a uh, number of positions for dietitians, and then just it's, it's a trickle down effect. So hopefully the things that some of the power five schools are doing right now, like having a training table is something that in the future at Penn, we can do something like that too. That would be amazing. And honestly, I think that would be like the ultimate goal of the nutrition department is to be able to um, get behind something like that and provide that to our student athletes. All right. So final question, what's the best part of your job? Oh, such a good question. So as a former student athlete myself, there were things that I loved about that experience. And there were things that I think could have been done differently. I'm sure everybody feels that way, but being in a position now where I can make a difference, I remember the things that I didn't love and I can provide those things to student athletes. I can relate to them to a certain degree and just give them um, not only nutrition education, but hopefully like life skill too. Um, I'm just really passionate about not only making these athletes right now, like the best student athletes possible, but I wanna help make them great people as well. So I love that part of my job. It's it's really so rewarding. Well, a great way to end the show. A um, lot of really cool things coming down the pike for, for the nutrition space. So. Thanks for joining us and uh, good luck this year. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.